So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about uh, war, right? About battles, how to enter into a battle. Amen? And we, we know one thing. Before we enter into a battle, we consult the Lord, right? We, we learned that, right? Because we want to know, number one thing, is the battle that we're fighting correct? Are we in the correct battle? Amen. See, the, the wrong battle is the one you're fighting without the Lord. If you're fighting a battle in your life right now without the Lord, that's the wrong battle for you. Amen. <laughs> Battles we fight, and, and another wrong battle is the one that we fight against the Lord. Amen. His word says one thing, but we do something else. <laughs> that's the wrong battle also. It's like a fish swimming upstream. It's, it makes it hard because the water's going this way, and you trying to go up the same way the water is coming down. That's swimming upstream. That's hard. That's, that's fighting the wrong battle, saints of God. Amen. See, but when you, when you consult the Lord, we saw last week when David was about to fight the wrong battle, right? And the, and the, and the, and the Philistines said, no, you can't fight with us. You're Hebrew. Amen. And they sent him back. But when he got back, his camp was ravished. It was destroyed. Amen. And they was angry at him. They wanted to kill David. But what did he do? He did. He pursued. He, he, he consulted with the Lord. And the Lord told him to pursue. The Lord told him, enter into that battle and you're going to recover everything back. And he did. Amen. So we know our battles are in the Lord. And every battle we fight in the Lord, we win. Everybody say amen to that. There's no losing in Christ ever. Amen. That's why we don't fight them in ourselves. We fight them in Christ. Because we want to win the battle. Amen. And let me just add this too. If, you, if you're living your life outside of Christ, you're fighting the wrong battle. Amen. Our life is in Christ. Everybody say amen to that. Real life, true life, what is that? Eternal life is in Christ. Amen. It's just that simple. Amen. And if you're living outside of Christ, you're, you're in a battle. You're in a losing battle, saints of God. Amen. We want to be in the will of God. Amen. Again, if, you, if you're living outside of the will of God, you're like that fish swimming upstream. It's hard, it's hard for you. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Because you know why? Because God's will is our life. Huh? Our life is the will of God. Whatever God sent us here to do, whatever he said, hey, I'm going to send you here to do whatever. That's his will. That's your life. When you find that, you find your life. <laughs> Amen. That's why Jesus made that bold statement. If you go after your own life, you'll lose it. But if you lose that, running after your own life, trying to figure it out, and find out what God's will is for your life, now you found your life. Amen. And when you find your life, how long is it? Forever. It's never going to stop. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. That's why it's so important, saints of God, to know what God's will is for your life. Amen. We should always be pursuing that. Lord, what is it that you really want me? What did you send me here to do? You want to know that. Amen. And another thing you want to know, saints of God, is the condition. Amen. God's word 
and because it's conditional. You remember, I always talk about how the word of God is conditional. Amen. But he keeps his word. He keeps it and he performs it. Amen. Scripture says that. But the conditions in the word of God, we got to meet those conditions for it to apply to us. For God's word to apply to us, we got to meet the conditions. Amen. So in order to receive the promise, and it's many, isn't many promises in the word of God? But we got to meet the condition. Amen. So sometimes we wonder, you know, why certain parts of God's word doesn't seem to be working in our life. Amen. Well, God said it, but it just don't seem to be working in my life. But what you got to do is make sure you're meeting the condition. Amen. It's two parts. And, and who do we know is going to do their part? God is going to do his part. It's us. We got to do our part, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. In order to receive the promise of God, we got to meet the condition, saints. So we want to make absolutely sure that we're in the will of God. And that puts us always in the correct battle. I'm going to tell you all something. Um, you know, a, a major part of God's will for us is to bless us. Who all know God really want to bless his people? He always wants to bless us. If you're in his will, you should be blessed. Y'all hear what I say? If you're living in the will of God, you should be blessed because God's will is to bless you. He, will, he blesses you so you can be a blessing. He wants you to be a blessing to somebody else. So he blesses you. All of us. Amen. And, and let me just say this, too, because the will of God, God's will, and this is so beautiful, is not dependent on anything in the world, <laughs> the world system. God's will for your life is, doesn't depend on the world system, like who's the president. <laughs> God's will for you, it don't matter who the president is. Amen? <laughs> Please listen to me or, or, or what kind of job you have. God's will for your life does not depend on your job, your house, your car, none of that. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. See, in Christ, we, we, you got everything. Everything we need is in Christ. Amen? But blessings are not based on, the, of, on, on things from people. And I want you to see that. The blessings of God are based on his word. Hear this. This, the, this is the, the meat of the message. The blessings of God are based on his word. And if you meet the condition, say amen to that. <laughs> That's what the blessings of God depend on. That's why we make this, this, this statement all the time, and Jesus made it so beautifully. We say, not my will, come on, but your will be done. His will is to bless us. We want to know what his will is for our life. That is our life. Amen. <clears throat> I want to show you this. I'm going to make this so clear to you today. Thank you, Jesus. It's not depending on the world at all. God is the source. Everything else is a resource, right? His will is to bless us. Amen. So to have his will done in your life, saints, you got to do it his way. You got to meet the conditions. And when I say meet the conditions, that just simply means doing it his way. 
doing what he tell you to do, doing how he, doing it the way he asks you to do it, it will always work. Amen. Because he, he, when he gave that word, you know what he said? I, I sent my word out, and it's not going to return to me void. It's going to go out and do exactly what I said it was going to do. Amen. Aren't we glad of that? <laughs> all right, I'm going to show you all some promises right now. Turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at God's promises, saints, and the conditions to receive them in our life. Amen. I want to show you this because I don't want you to miss your blessings ever. Amen. And if you are missing them, I want you to see where you're, where you're missing, where your part is not, where you're not doing your part, and do it. Amen. So you can get that blessing. Because God can't lie. He, he's going to do it what he say he's going to do. Everybody say amen to that. It's us. You know, we, we, some, sometimes it just doesn't make sense to us. We don't believe it. That's why it takes faith to please God. Amen. Because when you're walking with him, it, it needs faith. He's, he's saying, telling us to do things that sometimes just don't look like it makes any sense. If I do that, it, it just don't add up. <laughs> but what Nike say, just do it. Just do it. Do it when it's not making sense. And, many, and here's a, a major excuse we have for not doing God's will. Listen to this one, saints. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Many should be here today, but you know what the problem is? They got up in their mind, and you know what they said? I'm tired. <laughs> Amen. Here's, here's a word of wisdom for you. Do it tired. <laughs> Amen. Just do it tired. Amen. It's not, I mean, Satan loves to give us excuses why we don't serve God to the fullest. He'll always give you an excuse. Huh? So whatever the, whatever the excuse he, he gives you, you just do it in the excuse. Amen. And watch what God do. <laughs> My brother Larry this morning told me, he said, man, I said, you look like a million dollars. He said, but I don't feel like no million dollars. <laughs> he he, he says, his, his back, he had surgery on his back. Amen. It's a process to go through with that. But guess what he did? <laughs> he came in here just not feeling. Oh, I don't feel. I said, well, when you walk out of here, you're going to feel good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you you press your way in here, or when you leave, you're going to feel good. Huh? You, ain't, you might forget you even got a back. Amen. Then you think about, wait, oh, you were supposed to be hurt. You was hurt when I, amen. Because do it, whatever state you're in, just make sure you do, you, you, meet your, you, you meet the condition. That's what I'm trying to show you today. God going to do his part. We got to do our part. We got to meet the condition because the word of God is conditional. Amen. It depends on what you do, what he says, and what you do. That's what it depends on. Amen. Oh, praise God. Turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. Let me show you this. Our God is so awesome. His promises are real. He can't lie. God cannot lie. If he said it in his word, he's going to do it. Guess what? He's going to do it. <laughs> Amen. Please believe it. All we got to do is believe it and meet the condition. Whatever God say do on, on the one end, just do it. If you're tired, if you're, if you're hurting, whatever it is, whatever you're going through, just do it. Amen. 
All right, look at Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 31. It says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what, wherewithal shall we be clothed? <laughs> See, this scripture is saying, don't worry about things like that. Hmm? Food and water and clothes. Because God knows we need those things, saints of God. He created us. He knows we need food, we need water, we need clothes. He knows that. Amen. That's why the, the older folks used to wake up and say, I'm clothing my right man. And, you know, they, they, they would just thank God for that. <laughs> he knows we need that. Amen. So he said, don't take thought for those kind of things. Everybody in his refrigerator is probably full. You turn on the water and you got... I mean, you turn the faucet on and you got water to drink for days. Say amen to that. You're blessed. But you know how many zillions of folks you are ahead of? You know, I heard some statistics. I'm going to write them down and give them to you all. On, you know, if you, if you just uh, woke up this morning, how, how many people you ahead of? If you got food in your refrigerator, how many people you are ahead of? If you got a, a clothes, how many people? If you got a job, amen, food in the And it's astounding what the numbers are. Amen. But this scripture said, don't take thought for that stuff. <laughs> Some of us are so blessed, we don't even drink water out the faucet. We drink by, we battle water. I remember back in the day <laughs> when I was growing up, they say, they're going to start selling water. I'm like, yeah, right. Nobody don't buy no water. Look what we're doing today. <laughs> we buy water. Amen. It was, back in the day, that was just a, a foolish thought if you ask me. People going to actually buy water? They come out of the faucet? Amen. Oh, no, this is different water. This water comes from the spring. <laughs> it's purified. It's this, it's that. Amen. <laughs> Listen to me, saints of God. The, this scripture is saying, don't give thought to that kind of stuff. Amen. What you eat, food, drink, clothes. Amen. And I know lately, and I don't know if it's the retirement or what. <laughs> I think it is. But I'm all in this scripture lately. When I get ready to go somewhere, I just throw on anything. I really, I just, I don't, uh, what I'm saying, I don't give thought to it like I used to. I used to really say, oh, I'm going to wear this, I'm going to wear this power blue. Oh, I'm, I just throw anything and get to where I got to get to. Amen. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a real free feeling. I'm going to tell you that. He said, then that's what the scripture said. Don't give thought to that stuff because God knows that you need food and water and clothing. Amen. Don't put a lot of thought in it. But the kids say, you're doing too much when you do it. You're doing too much. I'm huh? worrying about, okay, no, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink. What? God said, he know you need these things. Look at verse 32. It says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. See, Gentiles seek food and drink and clothes. But what should we really be seeking, saints? The Lord. Amen. What well, the, the scripture tell us, you know, seek, seek the kingdom, right? That's what we really should be seeking. Because hmm? food and water and clothes, and these, those are the basic needs. God knows we need that. And you know what else the scripture says about our needs? It says, all our needs are met according to what? Your job. <laughs> your needs are met according to your job. Or all our needs are met according to what? God's riches in glory. That's what our needs are met by, by Christ Jesus. Huh? He says everything you need is met by that. 
It ain't got nothing to do with your job. It ain't got nothing to do with the world. Huh? It's got everything to do with Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We're talking about God's conditional word today, right, saints, and his promises. Here's the punchline, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> amen. All right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the condition we got to meet. Okay? The word is conditional. It says if you seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, that's the condition, what will happen? What's the promise? <laughs> huh? <laughs> What's the promise when you do that, saints? All these things shall be added unto you. Well, what things was it talking about? Food, water, clothing, all your basic needs. It said if you seek the kingdom first and his righteousness, everything you need is going to be added to you. But it's conditional. Huh? You got to seek the kingdom first. You got to put God first. Amen. When it's time to worship God and come together and do it, that's what you should be doing. Amen. <laughs> you got them first. Everything about our God is first, saints. Amen. I'm just trying to, to do my part. I'm trying to meet the condition. I know if I meet the condition, God is going to perform the promise. He can't lie. Amen. I don't want to mess it up. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse 34. It says, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow should take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. See, this scripture is, is so true. Because it's saying, stop even worrying about tomorrow. You can't do nothing about tomorrow. What can you do about tomorrow? Amen. It says, tomorrow will take care of itself. It says, this scripture is saying, it's enough evil to deal with today. So what we want to do is deal with what we have to deal with today. The old folks say it like this. Uh, Z's dad, Papa, he said he'd take it a day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. Amen. They got wisdom. Huh, I can't deal with what, tomorrow and what's going to happen and what they might do and what the politicians going to do and, and what Biden going to do and what Trump going to I can't be bothered with all that. I'm just going to deal with what I got to deal with today. That's what the scripture says. Don't take no thought for that mess. <laughs> take it a day at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself. That's what it's saying. Amen. So again, saints, we're talking about the promises of God and the conditions we got to meet to receive them promises. Amen. I'm going to show it to you because I don't want you to miss any promises that God made us. <clears throat> Again, God's will is to bless us. Amen? But, uh, but his promises are conditional. Now, I'm going to show you some things in the Old Testament. Amen? Turn in your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 5. The will of God is to bless us. Amen? He wants to bless us. Amen? But we have to do certain things to receive the blessing. Huh? It's a condition that goes with the promise. And we always miss the condition. Or many times, that's why we don't get the promise, because we don't meet the condition. Amen? <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 1. Everybody there? It says, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, 
Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and what, saints? And do them. See, that's where we have a problem. <laughs> you got to learn it, what the condition is. You got to keep it, but here's where we miss it. You got to do it. Amen. <laughs> now, Moses was what? Moses was the mediator, right? He was speaking to God's people, giving them conditions. He was giving them the rules and the regulations to stay blessed. That's what he was really doing. Amen. He was showing it to them. Like I'm showing it to you today. The statutes and judgments. He was just showing it to them. I'm going to show you all how to stay blessed. That's what he was saying. He's letting them know to learn this, what I'm going to show you, and to keep it. But, but, my, but, but overall, you got to do it. Because it's conditional. If you, don't, if you do this... God's going to do that. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's that song. Elani used to sing this song. When you move, I move. Just like that. When you move, I, that's how God is. When, when you move, he move. Amen. Even though he moved first because he put his word out there. Now he wants you to move. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you make that move, he going to move on, on his word. All right. He lined up perfectly with that. He's going to move on that. He's going to do it. Amen. <clears throat> Look at verse 2, saints. <clears throat> it says, the Lord our God made a covenant with us in, in Horeb. Now, the covenant in Horeb is for the second generation of Israel. Amen. I, I, I want you to see that. Moses is telling them that God is, 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 is everybody's really individual personal Lord. If they keep his commandments. That's what he's saying. If you, if you keep his commandments, he's going to bless you. Amen. And if, if you don't keep his man commandments, he will curse them. But let me, let me really qualify that. Because God is not really cursing them like, I'm going to put a curse on you for not doing what I say. Amen. But you're not walking in the blessing when you don't do what he say. So you're living under a curse. <laughs> that's what it is. It's not he's cursing you. You're just living under that curse because you're not doing what he's telling you. If you, if you do what he's tell, telling you to do, you're living under the promise. Amen. That's how we all want to live. We want to live and walk in the promises of God. But it says if you, if you, don't, if you choose not to, to do it his way, then you're living under a curse. Everybody say amen to that. That's what the scripture is saying. Amen. He said he made a covenant with him in, in Horeb. Amen. So, it's just like, again, if you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, that's the condition. Things will be added. That's the promise. Amen. Look at verse 3. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us. Even us, who are all of us, who are all of us here alive this day. Say amen to that. See, what it was, was it's saying, when it says he didn't make it with their fathers, it's not talking about their immediate fathers who died in the wilderness. It's not talking about them. It's talking about the ancestors. Amen. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because you know God made a covenant with Abraham, right? Faithful Abraham. He said, I'm going to bless anybody that bless you, Abraham, and I'm going to curse anybody that curse you. Amen. <laughs> so that was a covenant, but this is not that covenant. That's what this scripture said. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers. He's talking about Abraham now. Okay? 
Look at verse 4. The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount out of the midst of the fire. Now, God was speaking out of Mount Sinai, saints of God, out of the mountain to his people. But they were scared of that. They were afraid. They saw that fire and them words God was saying that they could not do and we can't do them either. Only way we can do them is in Christ. Amen. <laughs> and they were afraid. So they, 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 they don't, they, they, you know, <clears throat> instead of them sitting, hearing the word of God out of that mountain straight from God, Moses had to kind of mediate between the people and, and, uh, and God. Amen. So that's what this scripture is saying. The Lord talked, talked with you face to face in the mount out of the midst of the fire. But look what verse 5 says. I stood between the Lord and you at that time. That's Moses. To show you the word of the Lord, for ye were, were afraid by reason of the fire and went not up into the mount, saying, <laughs> see, the Lord is about to speak now. And the people were afraid. You know, when God, just then God is speaking to you directly out of a mountain, out of a fire. Amen. They weren't trying to hear that. Amen. So Moses had to, had, to, had, to, had to be a mediator for him. But this is what God was saying. Look at verse 6. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. See, God is letting them know what he did for them, saying to God. He lets us know, too. I brought you all out of, the, out of Egypt, out of bondage. Everybody say amen in that, because I know he brought me out of bondage. Who, did he bring everybody out of bondage? One point, we was in bondage. To sin. Amen. We couldn't help ourselves. But he's saying, and he's reminding them, I brought y'all out of Egypt, out of bondage. Amen. Look at verse 7. Thou, thou shalt not have other gods before me. See, he's ushering in them Ten Commandments now. That's what he's doing. And again, we're talking today about, about the promises and the conditions. Amen. So he's saying, thou shalt not have other gods before me. Amen. See, the first commandment out of the ten is God's got to be first. See, that's why, the, again, we back to the, to the uh, condition. What's the condition? Seek the kingdom first. God's got to be first. Amen. Quit, quit putting things before God. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm really saying. And many times... You know, we, we miss church, we miss our prayer time, we miss our study time. Why? Because we got other things before God. Huh? That's, the, that's why we do it. We got some other things we want to do that seems to be more important. <laughs> Amen. And this is the first thing he tell them out of the gate. Thou shalt shall have no, none other gods before me. That's a condition. <laughs> Don't put nothing before God. Amen. Just give him a, just, just seek him first. Seek the kingdom first. It all lines up. I'm showing you the conditions to keep you in blessed land. If you really want to be extremely blessed, then put God first. Amen. That's how you do it. Amen. Look at verse 8. Thou shalt not make thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth. <laughs> now, why doesn't God, saints, want them to make any images? Not of anything in heaven, not of anything in earth. And he only wanted them to make images of things in the water. Because he know their heart. You know why he don't want them? Because he know they'll worship those things. See, God, God is just, 
He doesn't want you to put anything ahead of him. He don't want you worshiping anything but God. Didn't Jesus tell Satan that? Satan said, hey, look, I'll give you everything. See all that glory? It was given to me. Adam gave it to him, right? He said, I'm, I, and I'll give it to you if you just worship me. <laughs> Jesus said, no, no, I can't, no can do. <laughs> the screen, he, he was reading Jesus' scriptures. Jesus said, it is written, worship the God, the Lord thy God only. <laughs> Get that in. And say, say amen to that. Worship the Lord thy God only. That's the only one you want to worship. Amen. So that's why he's telling them, don't make any images and graven images of anything that look like anything in heaven. Amen. You all know he knew they hard. Look at the golden calf. Huh? Moses went away and was gone a little bit too long, getting them a word. And what did they do? <laughs> they made a golden calf and started worshiping it. Amen. He, God know our heart. Huh? He, he tells us these things ahead of time because he know how we think. He knows our heart. Amen. He said, don't make images. That's why a lot of the images that you see of Jesus, that's incorrect. Amen. They, somebody, some people are trying to get us to worship them, so they make the image look like them. Hmm? If you note, I stay away from all those kind of images. You don't see them images up in here. I don't, I don't do no images of God. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's subliminal stuff that they got going on. China looks superior. <laughs> Amen. Make us think they're supposed to worship them. Who are we supposed to worship? God only. <laughs> Amen. That's the only one we worship. Amen. Look at verse, look at verse uh, 9. It says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, say amen to that, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. <laughs> now, let me qualify this, because I remember God gave me this one before, huh? and I had to go in depth study. Because it sounds like this verse is saying that God is jealous, and he is. And, and he's visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Like, if the father has sin, if he's all messed up, then God is visiting the, the iniquity of, and, and will put it on their children to the third and fourth generation. That's what that scripture sounds like. But that's not what it's saying. Amen. God is clearly saying not to worship fake gods, bowing down to them and doing all those things. Amen. But if the father's sin, God is not going to punish his children for the father's sin. Amen. Here, here we go. Here go to Revelation. Well, well that's what the scriptures sound like. It's saying he visits the iniquity of the father to three and four generations. No, if the father is sinning, the kids are watching him. Amen. And so if they're watching the father in sin, amen, what are they going to do? They're going to see what they, they're going to do what they see you do. Jesus said, I just do what I see my father do. Amen. That's what your, your kids do. They do what they see you do. So if you, if you sinning in front of them and living a foul lifestyle in front of them, then they're going to do the same thing. And guess what their kids going to do? Third and fourth generation, they all going to do the same thing. That's what the scripture is saying. So it's not God that's visiting them or cursing them. It's you. <laughs> you, they're watching you. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what this scripture is saying, saints. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse, verse 10. It says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Again, that's the promise right there. Amen. He said, he shows mercy unto thousands of men that love him and keep his commandments. What's our part? Loving God and doing what he tell you to do. <laughs> that's the promise. Amen. He said, then I, I show mercy to thousands of them to do that. Amen. The verse up, up top also said that through the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. I, wanna, I don't want to miss that part. I had to go back and get that because God dropped that back in my spirit. It says of them that hate me. Because when you don't want to do God's will and you want to do it your way, and I, at some point you hate God. You don't want to be bothered with God or none of his word or none of that stuff. I saw somebody, I saw a program the other day, and, and uh, this girl brought a Bible into her friend's house. She said, you brought a Bible in my house? <laughs> why, why, why is that a big deal? Because she hate him. She don't want to, you brought a Bible in here? <laughs> I tell me from generation to generation what's going to follow her. <laughs> what you think going to follow her? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at verse 11, saints. It says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. So now, again, I'm showing you all the conditions to keep you out of blessed land. Here's another one. Taking the Lord's name in vain. Huh? And, and you know what that is? That's just really using God's name for, for really no real purpose. Just attaching his name to emptiness. Amen. Huh? Like when people curse and say, God, blanket, or you know what they say. You know, that's using the Lord's name in vain. Amen. God is holy, saints of God. His name is holy. And holy means set aside. Amen. That's what the name of the Lord is. Holy. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you a couple of verses on that. Let me show that to you. We're talking about uh, uh, the word of God, his promises, and the conditions to receive them, right? I want you to see his name is holy and not to be used in vain. That's what the scripture is saying. Huh? I'm going to show you many conditions that will keep you out of the blessings of God. Turn to Psalms chapter 111 real quick. Keep your finger in Deuteronomy, though, because we're going back. But Psalms chapter 111 and look at verse 7. Talking about God's name, not using it in vain, right? Verse 7 says, the works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are, are sure. See, so this is, again, this is just confirming what I already told you. The word of the Lord is a sure thing as long as you meet the condition. Because it says all his commandments are sure. Amen. Everything he say, he going to do it. Say amen to that. Look at verse 8. They stand fast how long? And forever and ever. That's how long it's going to work. Amen. And are done in truth and uprightness. See, when you're in truth and uprightness, guess how long that's for? Forever and ever. Amen. Look at verse 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He have commanded his covenant forever. And reverend is his name. What's his name? Reverend. See, I want to show you the importance of his name, not to use it in vain. It says, he sent redemption unto his people. He redeemed us, saints. 
he commanded his covenant forever. Huh? This word, this covenant that he made with us is forever. Amen. And then it says, holy and reverent is his name. Huh? So we don't want to use God's holy and reverent name in vain. Reverence means, again, set aside, holy. Amen. To be revered. Amen. To be respected. To be held in high standard. Amen. That's, that's what we're talking about, God's name. Amen. When we bring God into the equation. Amen. I'm showing you the condition right now that will keep you out of these promises. Amen. Look at verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is what, saints? The beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth how long? Forever. Now it says, a good understanding have all they that what? Do his commandments. Huh? You got to do it. Amen. We, the, the condition is to do it, saints of God. Hmm? The fear of the Lord. What's the fear of the Lord? Again, it's reverence, it's respect, it's in an awe of him. To hold him in high standard. <clears throat> so you don't want to be using his name in vain, saints of God. <laughs> we have the fear of the Lord. And it says when you, when you have that, wisdom is just beginning in you. Now you're beginning to be wise now. Amen. That fear doesn't mean you're afraid of the Lord. Many people say, you know, I fear the Lord. I mean, I'm scared that if I do something, he's going to do something to me. Amen. Negative. That's not how God wants us to come to him. Amen. He wants us. To, he's a loving God. He wants to. He loves a happy, hilarious, cheerful giver. When you give up yourself to God, you want it to be happy and hilarious and cheerful. You don't want to be, Lord, I better do what you say because if not, you're going to kill me. You're going to do this. That's not how he wants you to come. Amen. That's not how he came to you and redeemed you. Huh? You was all messed up. You was a sinner. Amen. We all were. <laughs> but how did he redeem us? He came to us. He sent his only begotten son and died. Huh? That's, love. That's the greatest love you can ever have. Amen. That's how he redeemed us. So he wants us to come to him in love, in awe, reverencing him and respecting him. Amen. That's the fear of the Lord, saints. It says his, his praise endure forever. Now you want to praise him forever. Amen. So his name is not to be taken in vain, saints of God. The scripture said he will not hold them guiltless. Huh? He said when you take his name in vain, you are not guiltless. Let me, let me show it to you one more place real quick. God's name cannot be taken in vain. Look at Matthew chapter 6 real quick. I want to show you this one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Jesus was teaching us how to pray, saints. And look what he says in verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. And what does it say about his name? Hallowed be thy name. Amen. The name of the Lord is, 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 is just so important. You don't want to use it in vain. Amen. It says, hallow be thy name. What does that mean? Hollow is holy. Holy is God's name. You know, we can't take it in vain. Don't attach it to meaningless things, saints. His name is holy. It's to be reverenced and respected and held in high standards. Say amen to that. All right, let's finish up talking about God's promises. His word is conditional, saints. Amen. You will receive these promises if you meet the condition. 
Go back to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Look at verse 12. It says, on this one, we really lose out on I wanna, I want to camp on this one for a minute. Verse 12 says, keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it as the Lord thy God have commanded thee. See, this Old Testament and the Sabbath day was a day of rest, thanks to God. In the Old Testament, no work was to be done on the Sabbath day. Say amen to that. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 13 says, six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. Verse 14 says, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of, of the Lord thy God. So six days they labored, and the seventh day they wasn't to do any work. The seventh day was Saturday. First day of the week is Sunday. So Sunday, I mean, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they could do whatever they wanted. But Saturday was the Sabbath. It says they didn't do any work. Six days they can do everything they want, but on the seventh day they didn't do any work. Verse 14 says, But the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do, thou shalt not do any work. Thou, that's you, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor their manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thine ox, nor thine ass, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates, that thy maidservant and thy maidservants may rest as well as thou. So they're saying you and everything concerning you on the Sabbath day should be resting. Is that what they're saying? Amen. You and everything around you should be resting. You should be ceasing from work. Now look at verse 15. And remember that thou was a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore, the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. So he reminded them again, look, I brought you all out of Egypt. I brought you all out of bondage. And I want you to keep this day, the Sabbath day of rest. Amen. The Lord brought us out of bondage too. Amen. Out of slavery, out of sin. <laughs> Amen. He... See, he, he took us away from our own works when he did that, or works of the flesh. Amen. We received Christ. Amen. Say amen to that. See, when we receive Christ, we cease from our own work and entered into his rest. See, Jesus said, come and get into my rest. Amen. So in, when we live our life in Christ, we're in his rest. His rest, Jesus' rest, is our Sabbath. Amen. And when do we celebrate that? <laughs> Every day. Huh? We cease from our own way of doing things and enter into God's rest, saints. See, the Old Testament, it was just one day. Saturday was the Sabbath. New Testament, we are in Christ. We cease from our own work. We are resting in him. We're resting. We're not doing things the way we used to do them. Amen. So every day is our Sabbath. We keep every day holy, every day set aside, ceasing from our own work and resting in Christ. That's daily. Say amen to that. Oh, we got a greater uh, uh, performance of the Sabbath in Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're talking about the word of God today being conditional, and we must meet the conditions. Amen. And I want to show you this last scripture. Concerning 
in Deuteronomy, this last scripture in Deuteronomy is talking about a long life. Amen. Who all want long life? All right, let me show you the condition. I'm going to show you the condition for that. Turn in your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 5. I mean, uh, look at this final verse, Deuteronomy 5 and 16. This one assures us of long life. It says, honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that, they, that thy days may be prolonged and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So honor, when you honor your father and your mother, that's the condition. Amen. It says if you do that, do you do those two things? It says, because the Lord commanded you to do that. It says, thy days may be prolonged. That's how you get that long life. You honor your mother and your father. I'm going to show you the conditions so this word can apply to you. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Pastor Brian used to always tell me, you're going to live long. Because I, I took care of my mother. I went back and got her, took her out the hood, brought her to my house. And, uh, and then that's where she, she lived until she went home to be with the Lord. Amen. But that was honor. I couldn't let her just stay on, on the block that she was on. Amen. She was falling down. Things were going on. Amen. So I honored her. Amen. It says, and this, this says, as, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee that thy days may be prolonged. Amen. That's, just, that's how you meet that condition right there. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But here's a, here's a $6 million question. Pink elephant in the room. Amen. I'm going to give it to you right now in, in a bonus because you know I like to give out bonuses, right? Here's the bonus. What's God's promise concerning money? Amen. Uh, how do you always have that? How do you have a guarantee on money based on the word of God? Amen. Because that's what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about what's, what condition we got to meet huh, to activate God to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. Is that what we're talking about? So we want to know well, what we got to do concerning our finances, Lord. So we'll know that all that's intact, right? You got my little bonus up there, Kimmy? Put my bonus up there, Kimmy. I'm about to give a bonus out. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Jesus. I don't have a bonus in there. All right, I'm going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> Here's the bonus. Turn to uh, Proverbs 10. Proverbs 10 and verse 22 says this. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. So what did I tell you? God wants to always bless us, right? Didn't I tell you that? God's will is to bless us. He wants us to be blessed. Amen. But again, the word is conditional. This scripture is saying God's blessing will make us rich, and it won't add any sorrow. Amen. So the blessing, when God make you rich, you ain't got to be looking over your shoulder all the time wondering who's going to do something to you. You know, unlike a drug dealer or uh, when you gain that money by, uh, by uh, unscrupulous ways, then you always worried about, am I going to go to jail? Uh, am I, uh, is somebody going to kill me? Um, you know what I'm saying? God don't bless like that. See, this scripture right here is saying the blessing of the Lord maketh what saints? rich 
and that, and, and this doesn't come with sorrow. Amen. Say amen to that saint to God. I'm trying to show you how to get the money in, in Christ based on his word. To activate him to do what he said he's going to do. I'm going to show you what you got to do. Amen. Look at, okay, turn in your Bible. Thank you, Lord. You turn in your Bible to Malachi chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. This is a struggle for many Christians right here. <laughs> you can just get this, this principle right here by faith. <laughs> You'll never look back as, as concerning finances. You'll never look back. Amen. Malachi chapter 3 and look at verse 7. It says, even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine witnesses and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? So the, the, here's what they're saying, saints of God. What's the question? How do we return to you, Lord? Because he's saying, from the days of your father, you, you left my ordinances. Hmm? Even from the days of your fathers. And they're saying, okay, well, how do we get back? Look at verse 8. Then it says, will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. I look at this in the natural sense. It's frightening when you think about, I'm robbing God. Isn't that a frightening thought? I'm a, I mean, you're talking about the very one we pray to. Ask him for blessings. Lord, please help me. Lord, help us in this area. Lord, give us that hedge of protection. We're asking God for all that. And robbing them at the same time. It's frightening to me. Huh? The source of everything we have, every blessing, we rob them. Think about that. A measly 10% is all God asks to support the kingdom of God. And an offering, which can be anything you choose. Amen. Any, it could be a penny. Here, I'm going to pay my 10%. I'm going to add this penny. As a, that's, it could be that. That's what all he's asking. To make sure that his word goes throughout the whole world without hindrance. Amen. That's what that's for. Huh? Now look at verse 9. It says, Ye are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. <laughs> Listen to this now. Notice it doesn't say God curse you too. You remember I said God don't be just dropping curses. It says, Ye are cursed with a curse. <laughs> huh? So what does that mean? Because you do that, you're living under a curse. Amen. That's what it's saying. You're living under a curse. It's like having a hole in your pocket. When you live under a curse, you know your money just keep getting away. Amen. You're losing money. Huh? No matter what you have, if you're not tithing, you're losing money. Amen. I got to show you how to stay in the blessed land, what conditions you got to meet. This is a condition. If you want your finances to be on top, this is the condition you got to make. Amen. It, but it's the, it's the toughest thing. I mean, because um, I, I remember for me, I, I, I uh, you know, it didn't make sense to me. When I started to go to church, you know, which I wasn't doing, but I began to go to church. And I just, you know, I was rationalizing like I got this kid in college. I know I could be sending this money to this kid, but I'm giving this money to the church. You know, and I'm, I'm telling, I'm talking to God, you know, Lord, now you know this kid can use this money in college, and I'm giving it to the church. 
And um, and uh, I said, but what I'm going to do, you know, I'm just going to double it up so that I can, you know, so I can prove this principle wrong. I'm trying to prove the God's principle wrong, thanks to God. And long story short version, uh, at the end of the day, the kid, the kid ended up getting, a, getting in an accident. His car was flipped over. He was riding with a friend. Somebody ran the light. The car flipped over. And, uh, and, um, and he called me up. He said, Dad, I was in a car accident. I'm like, really? He said, yeah, the car, was, the car flipped over. He said, but I'm okay. And my instrument, he was a saxophone player. He said, my instrument, nothing got hurt. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember in my early morning prayer, the Lord spoke to me and said, I take care of your kid. <laughs> Amen. You just keep doing things my way. <laughs> Amen. See, we don't get that. We think we have to do it. Oh, I got to take your money, Lord, and send it. No, I take care of him. Cars flip over, but he calling you up talking about nothing happened to me. Amen. And I'm giving you two stories at once. And when I begin to double up with my, my tithes to the church, you know, because I'm going to prove God wrong. If I just do it double, it can happen faster. My account tripled. My bank account. And, and I wasn't living like a miser either. I'm still giving stuff away. I'm still buying cars. I'm still doing everything I want to do. But the money kept, kept growing so fast. As fast as I could give it, he was making it grow. Get this in your spirit, saints. You cannot outgive God. Amen. <laughs> and you don't want to rob him. If you want your finances to be, I mean, it, 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 this is his financial principle. Amen. This is a kingdom financial principle to live in. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ooh, and I learned that one. There's no looking back. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 10. Look what it says. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall be not that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Did you hear that promise right there? That's what people don't see this promise. He says, bring all your tithes and offerings into the storehouse, that there'll be meat in my house. Meat is, is revelation of God's word. Amen. See, he wants meat. When you all come here, he wants y'all to have some meat. How does that happen? The man of God is sitting there studying with him, communing with him, getting the word from him straight for you all. But what if I got to run around? I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to run trying to make up for finances to pay our rent and do different things because we're robbing him. So, so now I got to make it up. There's, there won't be any meat in the house. Amen. He says, do it so it can be meat in the house. You will always have meat. He'll be in position. Oh, please get that in your spirit, saints. And then he, he makes this bold statement in this condition right here because this is the condition. What's the condition? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So it'll be meat in the house. And then he says, and prove me now, said the Lord of hosts. He said, prove me. That's what I tried to do. I'm going to double this up. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove God wrong in this principle right here. Because it didn't make sense to me. Amen. He said, well, just prove me. Do it and see. See, the only way you can prove God is to do it. I was talking to Elder Dorch, and, you know, we, we got this saying in the world of, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> no, it's not. The proof of the pudding is in the eating when you taste it. That's how you prove it. How you prove God? 
Oh, uh, I'm gonna prove you, God, by just saying this. Uh, that principle don't work. Huh? Oh, I'm just gonna like I was doing. No, Lord, I don't believe it. I should be doing this. But then I proved him. How do I prove him? I start doing it. I'm just gonna do it then. Matter of fact, I'm gonna double up. I'm gonna do twice as much, huh? So we can get this over with fast. That was my thinking. Amen. That's what the scripture said. Just prove me. And then he said, so the condition is to bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And, and, and uh, so they'll be meeting the house. But here's the promise. And, and if I will not, not open up the window of heaven, because that's what it says, saith the host, if I will not open up the window of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's the promise. Amen. Well, how do I get that? How do I get that blessing poured out on me till I ain't even got enough room for it? How do I get that? Bring all the tithes. Go to condition. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith. Just give God 10% and watch what happens to your finances. Amen. Say, oh, no, that don't make sense. I'm going to keep it in my pocket. And that's what you're going to have is what's in your pocket. Huh? But anything you put in God's hands multiplies. That's what it is. He's a multiplier. He don't do addition. Huh? He don't do one plus one. He do one times. So, okay, let me give you an example. So you got two people getting married. Huh? So one plus one is, but that's not what God say. God say one, when, when the two people get married, he say the two flesh shall be, so one times one is still, he multiplies. Everything he does, he multiplies. Amen. His system is multiplication. It's not addition. Amen. And that's what we fail to realize. Look at this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's the condition for your finances. <coughs> and that's the promise that I read you. Is he See if he won't pour out that blessing. See it. Try him. Just do it. What Nike say? Just do it. You got to do it. You got. It takes faith to do it. Amen. You just got to do it. Amen. You can't even, don't think about it. Because if you think about it, you'll talk yourself out of it and go back into what you think is the way uh, God's uh, financial kingdom operates. You don't want to do that. Look at verse 11. And, here goes some more bonuses. Look at this right here. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith, saith the Lord of hosts. This right here is powerful. Matter of fact, this is the only place in the Bible where God personally says he's going to rebuke Satan for you. He said, I'm going to rebuke him. Amen. In your finances. See, the, when, when Satan gets in your finances, he wrecks him. It's like that hole in your pocket. You know, you have, you have what you think you got something. But, but, you know, it's, it's going out in different ways. He's a thief. He's a, he's a, he's a, a deceiver, a liar. Amen? <laughs> but this promise goes as far as to say, God is saying, I, I won't allow him to destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall you do things before his time. That's what this is saying. Because he's saying, uh, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. See, sometimes we lose money because we, we, we go out too quick. We're not ready for what we're getting ready to get into, and so we lose. Amen. That's why God likes to do it in, in seasons. That's why we, we, we seek him before certain battles. Why? We don't want to lose the battle. Amen. We want to do it in God's perfect timing, his will. 
Amen. So that's the that's the that's a powerful promise in the in the in the word of God concerning our finances. Amen. Because we want to know how do we, you know, what is the condition we must meet to activate God's word? That's really what's the message for today. Look at verse 12. We're going to end it with this one. It says, and all nations shall call you blessed. For ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. See, people see the blessing on titers. <laughs> huh? They, they know the person. They, they don't know the person is a titer. But they can see God's blessings over their life. Right, Carlton? <laughs> God, God, people are always talking about Carlton. Amen. Oh, Carlton, you got a beautiful family, beautiful wife, and he's so blessed. He just went out and bought a car for pennies on a dollar for virtually with cash, a new car, 2020. What kind of bless? I be asking the Lord, Lord, what, what kind of anointing? You know, what? But he, he's, he's in this. All I'm going to say is he does it this way. I'll tell you that. I can tell you that part. <laughs> That's the way he does it. Amen. He say, and all nations shall call you blessed. That's all we hear. All the time, your son Carlton, Carlton is, Carlton, uh, he's just doing it God's way. That, what's the difference? He's just doing this. He believes this, so he do it. That's the difference. Amen. It has to work. God can't lie. It has to work for him. Amen. <laughs> Some other titles in here too. I just want, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Carlton because we got you know the, that youth in it. <laughs> but there's some titles in here, and I see how God is blessing them, huh? With revelation knowledge of Him, that's a huge blessing right there. They talk a little different, Amen. About the Lord, it's a pleasure to serve the Lord. That's in their spirit, Amen. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Thank you, and all the nations shall call them blessed, Amen. <laughs> For ye shall be a delightsome land. That's a promise. Amen. Based on that condition right there. Bring all the tithes into the store. That's the condition. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. People can see that blessing. Thanks to God. Please hear me. Amen. Tithes are blessed and we can see it. Robbing God is foolish. His promises are too great, saints. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. What's the question? How do I assure that my finances are blessed? What's the answer? Meet the condition. Bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Amen. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your word today, Father. It was blessed. It blessed me, Lord. And I just want to say thank you, Lord, for showing us that your word is conditional. It's based on things we have to do to activate it in our life, to obtain it, Lord, to walk in it, Lord. So we thank you, Lord. You, you won't allow us to be ignorant. If we don't do it, we can't say we didn't know. Amen. If we're, we're ignorant, we're willfully ignorant. We just want to do it. Amen. But it's not because you don't warn us. You don't tell us, Lord. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace and mercy, your patience with us, Lord. Thank you for everything you're doing in our lives, your hedge of protection, Lord. Thank you for the healing that's going forth. I feel right now, even now, Lord, 